0: This is the Agent Mind
1: Podcast. Welcome to episode 18 of the Agent Mind Podcast. I'm your host TJ McGraw. I'm an active investor and real estate agent, and I'm on a quest to define the perfect mindset in order to help you build wealth and live within your passions. And uh, I know I, I think I got to change the intro because I, I say it every single time. But the purpose of this show. It's to really document some awesome conversations I'm having with people, people that are inside and outside of the real estate business. Um, And of course, all the people that that we talk to, whether you're inside or outside the business is uh, through the lens of a a real estate professional, whether you're an investor or agent. Um, So if you like what we're doing, you hit subscribe, leave a review. Um, Apple podcast, I think gives us the most, uh, the most juice there seems to be where most people listen, Um, but really wherever you listen to the podcast would be fine. I would be so grateful um, if you all left a review, get it out there in front of more people. Um, If you, if you think that it's uh, a, it's worth it, worth sharing. So uh, appreciate that. Now, before we dig into the show, how would you like to free up more of your time, hand off those mundane admin tasks that slow you down and drive you crazy so that you can focus on the things that really bring revenue and put more money in your pocket. Well, Riva Global Virtual Assistants can do that for you. All of their skilled assistants, they all specialize in helping real estate professionals with hundreds of tasks. Stop trying to do it all yourself and have a virtual assistant do it for you. Check out Riva Global Virtual Assistants by heading over to theagentmind.com and click the link. Learn more about virtual assistants. So I'm really excited about the guest on today's show. And I know I say that about every guest, but I'm particularly excited. Um, to, to have you, all hear this, this great conversation that I had, uh, with Jennifer Myers. Um, she has a great story about how she got into real estate, um, what she found when she started, when she started working in real estate as an agent. And then the, really that she, she struggled the, the first, um, I think the first couple of years, definitely the first year, um, in the business, she really struggled to make things happen and uh you know we've all heard the stories of the of the people that at that point they quit um but jen has a great story of perseverance dedication and commitment and she just you know made it happen at all costs and became uh one of the top producing real estate agents in her area um has since gone on to teach many many other agents um how to be the same kind of top producer she has a a process that she teaches now um, through uh, uh, this program that she's created, the Agent Grad School, um, and you can listen to her podcast as well, Confessions of a Top Producing Real Estate Agent. So uh, let's just let's just get into the show. I can't wait, y'all, to hear this. Hey, everybody! Uh, thanks for tuning in today. I'm I'm so excited about today's conversation. Um, if I if I go off on tangents a little bit, or if, if I bring the conversation. Down a rabbit hole. I'm just going to apologize right now. I'm just really excited to talk to my guest today. Um, she's the creator of the Agent Grad School, uh, the creator and host of the podcast "Confessions of a Top Producing Real Estate Agent," and um, just got a great story. And she's doing things her own way. Discovered, um, you know, to to she's finding her what success means to her. She's really living her passion. So, welcome to the show, Jennifer Myers. How are you today?
2: TJ, thanks so much for having me and thanks for doing your podcast.
1: It's awesome. Oh, well, thank you so much. Yeah, you too. Yours is very good as well, which we'll, we'll definitely talk about that um, through the course of this. But I just, I love your story. And I was just saying before we hit record here, that I'm, I'm surprised I haven't, didn't find you sooner because I'm, I'm a, a junkie for this kind of, for your kind of content and your philosophy and the way you look at doing business. And um, you're definitely a true entrepreneur in the real estate space, which is, I love having conversations with, with you and people like you. So I guess let's start from the beginning. So what, what's your background and, and then how'd you get into real estate and go from there?
2: So I got, before I was a real estate agent, I was a, I worked in the PR industry um, and this was right out of college. And I read the book, uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad mm. and something in that moment clicked for me. I grew up um, the daughter of two government workers So I really was in that (laughs) poor dad story. (laughs) And, um, you know, you work hard, you do the same job for 30 years, you retire and everything's great and everything was great, but something switched in my head in that moment. And I couldn't shake this, um, this, this feeling like, first of all, I needed to buy my own house at 23. And second of all, that real estate was the path to wealth. I never really thought I was going to be a real estate agent. Um, Mm. but that's, what happened? Um, <laughs> but I started by buying my first house. Perfect. And from that, that um, experience really had a profound impact on me because it wasn't the best experience. Mm-hmm. I um, found out later after I closed on my house that at the time I could have qualified for up to $50,000 to like for down payment assistance oh, wow. by the house that I bought. Yeah. based on my income and where I lived and all of that. Mm-hmm. And that was more money at the time than I made in a full year. So instead of draining my life savings, I could have used this program. Nobody told me about it. Uh, and it, yeah. made me, it made me very angry. <laughs> and when I get angry, I get motivated to want to make a change.
0: Yeah. So
2: that's when I quit my PR job and said, there's gotta be a better way to do this. I don't want anything like that to happen to any of my people mm-hmm. um, or anybody else I know. And so I said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and help people buy their first houses."
1: That's great. It's, it's, it's funny that, that often when I talk to other agents, I was like, "So why'd you get in real estate?" So, well, because I bought a house and I had a horrible experience with my agent. So <laughs> I figure if they can do it, I can do it. So it's, it's not the same story, but yeah, it's definitely you know, it's it, you're there as an agent to guide your clients and show them all the options, not just to get a quick transactions so you can cash your commission check. So that's a
2: yeah. And I don't even I don't blame the agent. Like I don't blame the agent in any way. There's part mm-hmm. of me that blames myself. Like I should have been more educated when I was walking mm-hmm. into it, kind of mm-hmm. type of thing. And so it it wasn't necessarily that I blame the agent um, for my experience. It's more like yeah. I didn't know what I didn't know, and I didn't want that part to happen gotcha. to other people.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And that's um. That's it. So that's what, so you, did you drop everything? You, you burnt the bridges with your, your PR job or how how that transition go?
2: I hope I didn't break the bridges, <laughs> but <laughs> I did leave. And I thought for some reason, um, I think naively, which is so great when you're that young, when you're like 23 and 24, you think like, you don't think really. Yeah, <laughs> but for I me, you. I just thought that I was going to get my license and suddenly I was going to have like all this time and all this money. And in my mind at the time, I was like, okay, I was making like $47,000 a year or something. I mean, I said to myself, if I could just make like $80,000, which is what I as a child knew that my parents made when they were like my age or something. (laughs) And I was like, if I could just make that, I would be set for life. And I thought that that would be very easy to do. And Mm -hmm. I thought that um, I would have a lot of free time and a lot of extra money. And that is not at all what happened.
1: That's not what so, happened.
2: <laughs> you to... No, that's not all. That's not at all what happened. Yeah, well, what for... happened
1: was. <laughs> I, I yeah, just want to say. There. <laughs> well, I did, I I meant to say this earlier when you mentioned rich dad poor dad. So I wish somebody shoved a Robert Kiyosaki book in my face when I was twenty three. <laughs> so they were ahead of the game for sure. I didn't. I didn't start. I didn't read uh, rich dad poor dad until I was late thirties. So and I'm like, where has this been all my life? So I had the same kind of feeling when I read the book. Um, and it is, a, it's a, everybody who listens to the podcast knows I'm a huge Robert Kiyosaki fan with Cash Flow quadrant and getting to the right side of the quadrant and all that, which we, you know, that might be it for another podcast, but, um, I just think that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, but that,
2: I will say like, oh, go ahead. Sorry.
1: No, I just, I just want to say, I think it's awesome that you like grasped onto that. And then that was kind of a pivotal moment where you, you went on a different trajectory. So,
2: yeah, I believe in books quite mm-hmm. like books changed my life. Um, and books teach you the things that you don't learn in school, you know, Mm -hmm. like another one was, um, the automatic millionaire and understanding like compounding interest, like Mm -hmm. that blew my mind also. And so between those two books, I was like, Oh, I get it. (laughs) And by the way, I was also a finance major in, um, finance and marketing major in college. And those concepts didn't really, they didn't really apply to my like real everyday life. So those two books, and I will say like, I don't love everything about those books, but I yeah. took what I what like helped me and left the rest. Like, yeah, I also didn't give up my lattes, right? You know, so <laughs> of course, <laughs> um, there's. I think that's a lesson of like you don't have to like like everything you read, but take a little bit of what you what you can apply and leave the rest that you don't like.
1: Yeah, that yeah definitely. That's uh, I feel the same way. It's it, you know, it, a not everything speaks to you in different seasons of your life. So it's always good to go back and read, you know, um, so, but, but things that jump out at you because it's impossible to absorb a whole book one in one read. It's your, your mind just doesn't work like that. You just can't capture all that stuff. So take the things that pop out and then just take action on them. That's, that's what you did. So I love it. So tell it. so now you're in real estate and it's, it's all lattes and free time, right? (laughs) A lot of free
2: time. (laughs) Well, for some reason, I didn't realize back then, I just thought clients would come to me. Mm. Like, I don't know. I didn't literally have a plan because I think from the outside looking in, that's what it looks like uh, to be a real estate agent. Mm. I never really actually thought about what it would take to get clients, not just get clients, but consistently to build a life around it and not have that constant roller coaster or anxiety Mm. about where's my next client coming from. So um, about six months into me not having any clients, I had to get a job at Rock Bottom, which I think is hilarious. Do you know Rock Bottom Brewery? Are those around your area? No. No,
1: no but I, it's, I'm, I'm, <laughs> my curiosity is piqued. <laughs> it's a, just a brewery?
2: Well, I hear it. It's a brewery, mm-hmm. but it's hilarious because I literally was hitting Rock Bottom in my <laughs> life because I had these high hopes, quit my job, <laughs> no clients could barely like, you know, I just bought a house, couldn't pay my mortgage. So I had to, I was, I was literally at rock bottom every day. Yeah. um Mentally and physically. <laughs> it's
1: great. Analogy. And so,
2: for, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's really funny. um But looking back on it, what that made me mean, and, and meanwhile, I was trying everything like you name it. I was the one at the, our brokerage that like was going to every agent, like, tell me how to get a client. What do I do? One guy told me to write notes. One guy told me to do open houses. Mm. One guy told me to do uh, floor duty back then. Right. I did literally everything. And for some reason, the clients and my business, like I, first of all, I didn't even really, ha- I didn't have a business, but the clients kept slipping through my fingers. Mm. And finally I said, enough is enough. Um, I also was taking all those free, you know, free classes when people go to like those big hotel conference room and they give you a free class because they want you to sign up. I went to all those also. And I just, nothing resonated with me. I didn't want to door knock. I didn't want to call people and um, bug them. And so what I started, what I decided to do in literally a moment of desperation was I said, you know, there's got to be a better way. I'm going to look outside the real estate industry. Mm. So what I started doing, this is back in 2005 when this whole thing called the internet, was like starting to be a thing, right? Like really truly a thing more than just like downloading music and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm gonna look at what online entrepreneurs are doing outside the real estate industry. And I'm gonna apply to build successful small businesses and I'm gonna apply those concepts to my real estate business.
0: Mm.
2: And what happened was when I went to one of these conferences, a man named Dan Kennedy, I don't know if you know him, but he is Mm. what I call the godfather of marketing. Mm-hmm. And he's crass. He's wonderful. And he asked a question. And that question was, and by the way, there was not just real estate agents in this room. There were any, anybody you could think of. There was somebody in that industry. And he said, all of you have to answer. This is the key to the golden ticket. You have to answer the question. Why? Why mm-hmm. should somebody choose you among all other options, including doing nothing at all? hmm And when he asked me that question, I had zero answer. I didn't even know how to get my answer, but I knew if I could find that answer, that that would be the thing that changed everything for me. Yeah. And so I went, I went about finding my answer.
1: What's I have to ask, what's, what was the answer? (laughs) What did you come up with?
2: (laughs) Well, first of all, it took me about a year to come up Mm -hmm. with my answer. But then I realized I totally forgot about my experience as a first-time homebuyer and or I feel like I was um, diluted by what we're told in the real estate industry is be everything to everybody, right? I forgot that the whole reason that I got into real estate was to do two things, build wealth with real Mm -hmm. estate and help first-time homebuyers not go through my experience. Yeah. And so once I realized that that was the reason I wanted people to choose me, then I could create. Uh, a marketing campaign and a messaging and uh, actually attract clients who wanted those two things. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what I went on to do.
1: That's, that's awesome. Cause lo- there's a lot of people that don't ever get to that point. And I, my, my next question was for you would be when, when you were going through all of that and you've already answered it, but w- when you're going through the struggle and you hit rock bottom and they got a job literally at a place called rock bottom, which I think is great. <laughs> Well, like, I was going to ask you, what, what kept you from quitting in that moment? And I think that Dan Kennedy w- kind of was there just in time. And I mean, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but it feels like his timing, or you were ready to hear the message at that time. And that's when that's when things started to shift for you, right? So.
2: Yeah, I mean, why I didn't quit is because I really again, it was like something flipped in my script and I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And Mm -hmm. I said to myself, and for me, I just felt like I wanted to own my own business. And I I felt in my bones that real estate was the path to that. I wasn't quite sure exactly how or anything like that, but I knew I didn't want to go back to a nine to five. I knew that it was always there, but it's almost like I didn't give myself that option. So I wasn't half in half out. I was like, It felt, it felt desperate to me, but I, you know, it it was more like, I have to make this work. And so that was where my commitment was. Mm -hmm. And when suddenly you say to yourself, I have no other options. I have to make this work. Suddenly you make it work. Yeah. You do what it takes. Yeah. And that's just where I was. I just, I didn't want to not, I didn't want to quit. Yeah. It was harder. I mean, it was harder than I'm even describing here. <laughs> like I would always like cry every Wednesday for some reason. Every Wednesday was so hard for me because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was like every week it was so difficult. Yeah.
1: Well, I think but it, I just
2: didn't want to give up.
1: A lot of the audiences, there are agents, agents and investors. And I think even investors go through this. If you don't, if you're really committed to making real estate, your main source of income and happiness, um, so I think we can like, we can all kind of relate to that that struggle of you know it, it, there's always that other job that we could go back to but I've I, I don't know who said this but one of my favorite quotes is the best way to to make sure your plan A fails is to have a plan B so it's like there's yeah always that plan exactly B. and you're you're like ah oh, I can always plan B I always like go back to plan B. yeah and if you're
2: looking at it you're not looking straight ahead where you can succeed right right if there's a piece of in your mind where you're like, I wandering, you know, oh, like yeah. anything in life, if you're, if, you know, like, no, we're straight ahead. You put your blinders on and you make it happen. And what's interesting is out of that and out of my struggle, looking back now, what was that 15, 18, 15 years ago? Mm-hmm. Um, that was the moment of that built my greatest strength. Because if it wasn't for that moment, I would never have reached the success that I had because I built something truly that was truly different Mm. in my marketplace. And I became the go-to person for first-time home buyers. I was able to open my own brokerage. You know, I was making over a million dollars a year. And then I started teaching my agents, my new agents that I would bring on to my brokerage, the Mm. same exact steps that I took to build my business. And they started becoming successful as well. Not every single one of them, but the ones that followed it to the T they became successful. So today they're top producers. Nice. And if it wasn't for that moment, and if that was the moment that I had quit, I never would have gotten where I am today, which is teaching real estate agents how to do the same exact thing in their business that I did. Yeah. Build a brand, be known for something, have a point of view,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and be able to answer that question, why you? Yeah. With such confidence and, and certainty that you are a magnet for clients.
1: That's awesome. I like how you said a magnet for clients. So I want to unpack a little bit of that. And then we, you know, you talked about, I, I love how you look at um, teaching and, and, and just the, the name of your, of your, your program, the agent grad school. It just, it, it's a little bit, it's definitely a little bit, well, it's a, it's a lot different than just, I'm a real estate coach and hire me because I'm a coach. like, you, you get bombarded as a real estate agent. I'm sure, you know, with emails, And telephone calls and Facebook advertisement about everybody is a darn real estate coach. So I I like your
2: yeah. um, I'm not a coach. Yeah, I give. Yeah, I'm not a coach. All I'm doing is sharing exactly what I did and helping you. Like I always say, like what I I created this blueprint. I created the roadmap, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to share my roadmap to you for you to with you, Mm -hmm. and I'm telling you exactly where you're going to head. So I have the roadmap. I am the you know person in the car saying go left go right you know go straight for 200 miles or whatever but my the, my the people like i my teach wife. my agent
1: <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs>
2: yeah
1: no i understand. I yeah. said you're, you're like, like yup. you're lighting the way like not a backseat driver you're 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 the, the yeah. co-pilot I just, the navigator
2: I, I i'm the one who's given the turn-by-turn directions but my people are the drivers and so that is what's so important to me is that I want them to create their own version, their own uniqueness, because every single one of us in real estate brings something with us or bring a reason or bring some special, unique talent that we have to apply and truly help our people. And mm. so that is why I, like, I'm not, I'm not a coach. I'm not leading you. I am, you are in the driver's seat and I'm just showing you the path to yeah. get there. So whatever you call that, I don't think "coach" is the right word, but I haven't found the right word yet. Sherpa? I don't know. Sure, sure. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like I like teacher. I don't know. I think it's I think teacher kind of fits here until we find a better better word for it because it's it, it it's definitely my the best teachers I've had in life. I think most people can relate are the are the ones that do just what you just said. It's like not the teachers who just wrote notes on the board and expect you to copy their notes verbatim. Those teachers I didn't learn a bunch much from, but it was the teachers that were, they, they would show you something and then let you discover your own path to get there. That's the, that's what is, uh, what really resonated with me for sure. I think a lot of people, you know, feel that way. It's, it's a, cause you don't want to be told what to do because everybody's, everybody wears a different size shoe, you know? So it's, everything's not going to fit everybody, but
2: right. Right. And I don't want the spotlight on me. That's why it's not mm. called Jennifer Myers coaching training mm. system. Right. It's about, I want, and this is what I did in my real estate business too. I want the focus to be not on me. Mm-hmm. I want the focus to be on what it is that um, my agents are creating and how wow. I help them create that. So um, you said at the top, like, I'm surprised I haven't heard about you, is because I am actually purposely being in the background. Yeah. It's not about me. Yeah, not about
1: me. that's amazing. Yeah, because it because egos definitely step in, <laughs> and uh, we all know that. Yeah, we we can all list about five coaches. I think that just it's their it's their coaching program, it's their name on it, and then yet yeah, you never have access to that person <laughs> at all. So, um, but let's go. Let's yeah, go back. And that's
2: at, fine, right? That's a yeah. yeah. Sorry, that's a model. I want to make sure that I'm not like disparaging that model. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. just not my model.
1: Right, right, and it, and that works for some people. I know people that are. I mean, that they're clearly successful doing what they're doing because they do help agents and they, they, they do have programs. It's just a matter of, of what fits in, what you fit into as an agent and what you're looking for and trying to get out of that. So, but I just wanted to back up a little bit because we kind of glossed over you starting a brokerage and I know you, you, oh, sure you're the, you're clearly, you have an entrepreneurial spirit and you clearly wanted to build wealth. And then, and then you saw like a lot of us do. I think if you're an agent at one point you think about, well, maybe I could start a brokerage as a way to build wealth. So what was going through your mind? Um, you know, as you were making that decision and and going down that path.
2: When I was in the moment, and this is one of, again, these moments where you you just life, life brings you exactly what you need, Mm -hmm. even if you don't realize what's happening. (laughs) But, um, at that moment, I had two goals. One is I, um, wanted to avoid paying like franchise fees or commissions to, to a broker because at that point I had my own office outside of the brokerage mm-hmm. I had my own leads coming in um at that point again naively I didn't really understand what I was getting from my broker I now know as a broker how much I was getting <laughs> right but that's yeah. under the that's under the the seams but um At that moment, I I was just looking at the numbers and I said to myself, okay, well, instead of paying that 30,000 or whatever it was um, every year, instead, again, here comes the investment. I had learned from, I think it was some book about McDonald's that um, whoever started McDonald's was actually more wealthy from the owning the real estate than the the restaurants themselves. And so my goal was to actually own the building. I wanted to own the building. And so again, naively, I bought a commercial building in an up and coming area. And I said to myself, well, I'll just pay my own rent rather than pay the commission to somebody else. And so that truly was the driving factor. It's like, I wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to buy some real estate that housed my office Mm -hmm. and the way, and then I just was like, well, I'll just start my own brokerage. I thought at the time, it would just be me in this little office. And this was 2010. We all know what was happening back in 2010. The oh, yes. financial crisis was mm-hmm. happening, and my business skyrocketed. It like quadrupled wow. that year. Yeah. And so all these real estate agents, um, when you know I was somehow, I guess because I opened a brokerage, I'm a woman. I was in this kind of like not great part of town. People were like, "What is she up to? What is she doing?" <laughs> and um, <This> crazy. <laughs> and yeah, pretty much. Um, And so real estate agents started literally knocking on my door and saying, will you teach me how to, I'm like about to be out of business. It's 2010 going into 2011. And that was the moment, um, that I said, yes, I'll teach you exactly what I, what I'm doing, but you have to do it exactly as I tell you the first time. And then I want you to evolve it. Yeah. And that, that very first agent, she and I are still friends to this day and she is, um, she was the top producer among 300 agents last year in her office nice and she keeps growing and growing from there and then same story the second agent same thing i think she's the top agent now at um, her brokerage and so I, what i realized through that is that i really enjoyed not just helping people buy and sell houses which i thoroughly enjoy mm. um, but i really loved helping real estate agents See the possibility and, and actually create something and make something when they, when they almost like have lost a little bit of hope
0: mm.
2: that, that like, and, and being able to show them, no, like you can actually do this. And here's how that really like got me yeah. and being able to transform their lives. And, and really what it does is like, it helps them see something about themselves that they didn't realize was possible. And, and that's kind of what I did to help my buyers and sellers. My first time home buyers, a lot of it was about, listen, you can do this if and when you're ready, mm-hmm. you know, and let's get you ready and let's, let's change your life and change your trajectory. Cause I believe buying your first house is the stepping stone to wealth throughout your life. Yeah. You know, so if I could, ch- I like to change people's minds about what they think is possible. Yeah. So our, my, 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 my kind of tagline was, um, my my real estate brokerage was called Dwell Residential, and the tagline was "Dwell in possibility."
0: Mm, that's awesome. Like,
2: <laughs> what is possible for you in your life? Yeah. Um, and so that's the theme. That's the theme for me. Is like, let's 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 think about what's possible. Yeah. And if you want something, you can make it happen.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. I I, I just I don't know the number, but I know that you have you've impacted quite a few people, whether they're clients or agents and uh that's just an awesome like I love being around people like you and talking to people like you because it is it truly is if you can if you can think it you can do it I forget who said that was it wasn't Henry Ford
2: Napoleon Hill or was it, Napoleon, it was in
1: it was in his book somebody I think else. it was
2: Henry
1: Ford yeah Ford. we'll say Henry Ford I'll put it in the notes <laughs> if it wasn't <laughs> we'll say it so yeah if you can think it you can do it I mean it's a it's just a the, the, the way it is and if you have that mindset it's really and and it's really about having the faith that you can and it's it's figuring out the how after and just and just making you know steps forward so it's it sounds like to me that you just took you just took action you kept saying you know naively but i think i, I don't know if it was naively or you just knew you just had faith that you you needed to do something and like the how you know just wasn't quite there yet but it, i mean it seems to have come all together i think you figured out the how and a lot of those things already correct me if I'm wrong but
2: yeah I don't know I mean I think looking back it was ni- like like how do you say that word naivety or whatever at night the day or whatever that how are you saying naivety I, I think naivety. it was a little <laughs> yes that's it <laughs> I think it was a little bit of that but there was um something inside me that I mean for me it's like I love creating things mm. I love um showing people that they can do things that they don't think is possible for them Mm. i love um you know i just feel like it's our responsibility as humans once we figure out something we kind of need to look back and bring the next person along with us so you know that's the running theme a lot of people say you know what you're doing now is so different than being a real estate agent and i don't see it different at all because Mm. i still have these running themes that i've done since pr i like creating things i like creating possibility for people. I like showing people a new way of thinking and, and helping people, mm-hmm. um, make their own dreams come true, which then in turn makes, helps me make my dreams come true. Mm. So to me, th- that has never stopped no matter what it is that I'm doing.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. I like that. To, so tell me without giving us all the secrets, cause I know it's, um, it is, it is, there's a lot to it and sure we can't even cover it probably in this, this amount of time we have, but Kind of walk me through what is the agent grad school? Um, what, what If I was going to sign up, what would I anticipate or what would an agent um, expect?
2: Well, it's built on this concept that there's five stages to every real estate business. Mm-hmm. And think of them almost like a circle that creates an ecosystem. The first is, and so this is not in linear order, but um, the first thing you have to do as an agent is draw clients in. And I call that the before section, how you bring people to you. Mm -hmm. is all the marketing right Mm -hmm. and we can talk about that for days but I'll move on so once you have a lead you now need to the next phase is the initial consultation and there's particular things that I suggest that you do for example um, give your people a homework assignment so a lot of agents will go out and show houses I do not suggest that people show houses you have to meet with people first and people will say not in this market I get it I'm from the DC market it's been crazy like what you're hearing everywhere since like 2013 <laughs> so um you if you give people a good enough reason to meet with you mm-hmm. they will and so that is the point point. and then you also give them a homework assignment that shows you shows them how differently you're approaching this whole real buying a house thing So that's a crucial thing. Mm. Then when when you convert them and there's lots of steps in in that and lots of things to do, but um, to make sure that they convert into a client, but then they become uh, a part of your during phase. And this is where a lot of real estate agents seem to drop the ball. They create this great marketing, but then it kind of falls flat sometimes, or they pass people on to a team member, right? Mm -hmm. This person was so excited about what brought them in, and then it kind of falls flat. Have you ever had that experience, CJ? And not just real estate, but like anything, right? Yeah, most definitely. So that's not, we don't want to have that. So there's certain things that you want to do to create a one of a kind um, experience for your people. And that's what I call the during phase. So a very structured way to do that for both buyers and sellers. And we got Mm -hmm. the under contract phase, which um, for me is big. That's like every agent who's doing two to three deals needs a CRM to run their um, under contract phase. I'm a big believer in technology and automation before hiring because when you start hiring, uh, you, you start to become, it's a different job. Yeah. So automate and, um, and, and, um, and then, uh, the after phase and the after phase is how you t- keep in touch with clients, but it's not about asking for money, It's not about spending time, popping by giving gifts. It's about creating true value for people after they worked mm-hmm. with you. So that they automatically and naturally want to give you referrals and use you again. Example, does your dentist or your financial planner or your accountant, do they call you every quarter no. for client to hit you up for clients?
1: No, it would, it would be weird. No.
2: <laughs> so why are real estate agents doing that?
1: It's a good question. I've never asked that before. That's a very good question.
2: So for me, I want to be who I want to be in my client's lives is, is on the level of financial planner, accountant, lawyer, Mm -hmm. right? I want to be in that circle and I got to, if I want that from, if that's how I want my clients to view me, I got to act like one. Lawyers do not hit their clients up
1: for business. Yeah, That's so true. I love that. This, this is so good. (laughs) This is so good. Cause I, I've actually, I think I've been thinking that. And I think a lot of us think that, and it does, it does not seem natural. But putting it that way, I've never heard that before. This is this is a rewind that if you're listening, rewind that, listen to that again. <laughs> I know a lot of podcasts will say that, but this is legit. Like that's um why yeah why do we do that? It is it seems kind of crazy. And if uh, if your lawyer and your financial advisor and your uh, dentist and your primary care physician, if they were all calling you, you know, uh, twice a year, what you- you'd be like you guys got to leave me alone. Like I need, I got to have a life. I got to work.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: That's amazing. Yeah.
2: And you don't want, they don't, they don't want to shoot. Can I swear on this one? Sure. They don't want to shoot the shoot. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> they don't want yeah, to, yeah. Like they're, right? Like now if you're actually calling, because you actually have something cool to tell them, that's a total, that's a total, that's a relationship, right? Yeah, definitely. That's different. Mm-hmm. And when people say like, build a relationship with your clients, build an actual relationship, not a, one way, let me build a quote unquote relationship so I can get something out of it.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. So there's it's... ways to add true value to people's mm-hmm. lives without taking a ton of time from you. So that was, those are the five stages. Um, and just a quick like summary of how to do it in a way that frees up your time. And I believe big time in what's called a scalable business. Mm-hmm. So the other thing about, like for example, the before phase, if you're door knocking or cold calling or any of that stuff, that's great. But here's what happens when you start to get more and more clients that takes more and more time. Mm -hmm. So suddenly you have, you're forced to hire a team. You're forced to hire people, which may be the path that you want, which is great. But if it's not, you can, you should create automation Mm -hmm. and um, like use technology that we have available to us to automate your lead generation so that it takes you less time, the more clients you have. It takes me the same amount of time to market to, uh, my list of, you know, a thousand people as it does to market to one person. And as my list and as my people and, and what I've built has grown, it's taken me less time to market myself. Nice. So that's the goal. Yeah. Less time over
1: time. It's so, it, I mean, it's so counterintuitive, especially because when you, there's a couple things I'm going to just go back to that you said. Number one is when you went to that conference where there were there were other industries there besides real estate agents, because I think that we get into this echo chamber of agents that are echoing what they heard from other agents about, frankly, really, it's a system that's kind of broken. It's just, it's antiquated and it doesn't really, will it work? Yeah, it'll definitely work, but it's, it's, it's it's definitely not evolving with the, the way things are evolving. I mean, they, this I don't want to get into this conversation, but Zillow's evolving. You know what I mean? Those, all of those um, uh, online lead generations are evolving. If we don't evolve with it, we're going to kind of get left in the dust. So um, that that was great. I love I love getting outside um, opinions of how to do business because it is a business, and what what's working in other industries can definitely translate over into what's what what we're working with. And then. For you, to, well, I've definitely heard it um, compared before, like do, when, when you're talking about setting boundaries and stuff like that, um, agents will often say, well, you, you know, a lawyer doesn't pick up his phone at 10 o'clock at night, you know, a doctor, you can't call no. a doctor at 10 o'clock at night. So setting boundaries, but, that, but I mean, you take it a step further, it's really like, yeah, I want, I want my clients to look at me as on the same level of, of all those, you know, quote unquote, respected professions. So I just think that's, that's amazing. I'm so I love this. I'm going to listen to this podcast a couple of times, I think. Cause <laughs> so, so much good stuff that, that, that you're saying. So, um, but, so what, so you. Did, did you go through all the, all the steps? I didn't mean to, to cut you off. Yeah.
2: But... Those are the five phases. Mm-hmm. Those are the five phases. So before how you attract mm-hmm. clients, right. They should be coming to you, by the way, you should not be going to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, the initial consultation, which is, which is, you don't just run out and show houses. You meet with people just like your accountant, your lawyer, right. Isn't just Mm going to go to trial. They're going to actually meet with you and see what the, what the heck's going on first and say, yes, I would like to. And that's a two-way conversation, right? You should be making the choice, whether you're the best agent for them and they need to make the, like, it's a two-way choice. Mm -hmm. So once you have a mutual uh, decision to work together, then you go into that during phase. Uh, yeah. where you create that experience, then the under contract, then the after phase. So it's five phases that creates our real estate business. And um, the approach is just pick one at a time and get it right. Because if you can build that strong foundation, you can build literally anything on top of it. Literally. Yeah.
1: That's great. That's great. I love the, the way you, you look at that. I mean, I've had, um, I have a my mentor in real estate, we all have very similar philosophies and, and the way you look at things and setting boundaries and, and really and creating the, the business that is true to yourself, which is, is and that's how I feel too. I'm, I'm, I'm doing things very unconventionally. I, I mean, I got, I got a lot of irons in the fire right now, but I'm, but, but right now I'm building um, with investing and, and I'm, I am building a team. Um, but it's, it's, it's more along the line. It's kind of like where you, yeah, I want to give back. I want to give of myself to agents um, to, to really help people grow in a way that, um, is not the antiquated go knock on doors, sit down, you, you get a, your power hour for, which is actually the, they tell you to do three hours or four hours of cold calling mm-hmm. circle dialing, all that stuff is, is, um, it, it, it is emotionally draining for sure. So I, I, I love it. Um, tell me about the, um, the podcast like where did, where did you did did that come first before the school or did that was that come out of the school how
2: no did... yeah so agent grad school was created that's what i called my training program at my brokerage mm-hmm. so people understood like we what we could call it right we we needed a name for it so i mm-hmm. could say i'll give you leads after you finish agent grad school after you graduate so that's nice. how you earned leads in my company okay you had yeah. to go through agent grad school so when you graduated you got my leads um nice so the podcast came later when I um, realized that I wanted to take that, that training program to a higher level um, nationally, and now internationally, we're in Canada too. Um, I realized that again, I, all I was doing was repeating the same exact steps that I built a successful real estate company in. Mm-hmm. So for me, that meant giving value consistently over mm-hmm. and over again, um to build an audience and have a point of view and be able to express what that point of view was. Mm. And so when I did my real estate business, it was um essentially like a weekly email, not the kind of like don't think real estate agent newsletter, not at all that. It was a weekly value-added email that I like literally taught them a concept. Mm. Um for example, first-time homebuyers. one of the weeks would be um because that was my audience, right? So that's who I was speaking to. Um so for example, one week would be like, you can buy a home, even if you have student loan debt, right? That is value yeah. that I'm giving these people, not just telling them about the house I sold or how great I am, or giving them a recipe or telling them about the drive-in movies that they could see, right? There's no connection <laughs> there. Um, so, so I just repeated the same exact process. And so um, I said to myself, well, what would be most beneficial for my audience? Real estate agents. Okay, they're in the car a lot. Mm-hmm. So rather than send them an email or make them watch a YouTube video, what is the most likely thing that I could get them to pay attention to? If they're driving around all the time, it was obviously the answer was, pod, was a podcast. Mm-hmm. Now, when I first started that podcast and I have the, the numbers to prove this, I wish I could, I could even share a chart with you. And this is another one <laughs> of these things where it's like, you can't quit. Those first six months, I had zero listeners. Zero. Wow. That was in 20, 2019,
1: 2019.
2: Mm-hmm. And today, last month in May, we had over fifteen thousand downloads.
1: Awesome. Yeah. That's right. What I'm talking
2: about. <laughs> but that is what it takes. Like, do not do not quit when mm-hmm. you have no when you have no um, when you have no listeners. If you believe in what you're saying and you feel like you have a point of view. Um, to share and you feel like you can really help people your audience and people will listen they will find you yeah and um yeah so don't quit don't try something once i always tell my agents try something for six months six Mm -hmm. months and if you don't have like if you're not trending up then it's time to to change things
1: yeah yeah i was just about to say that's a great parallel for you know, working in lead generation or whatever you're doing to get, to get business. It's about consistency. And so with, if you want listeners to the podcast, you got to be consistent. You can't like skip a few weeks and then go back to it. And it's just because people won't trust that you're going to be there when they're ready to listen. So, and it's the same thing with, with clients. Like you're, if you, if you're not consistent, of course it's not going to work. And I I fell into that. I and mean, that was my, I'm like, the poster child for shiny object syndrome i'm like i tried everything i tried everything like a week later like this isn't working i gotta try something else and then uh switch costs and all that was just yeah
2: you know what's funny is like for me a lot of it is like a resistance like quote unquote i don't have time all that is is fear every single Mm -hmm. week still to this day it's this is the one no one's going to listen to. This is the one that people are going to, it's going to go viral because it's terrible and everyone hates me like every single week. And so noticing those um, feelings of resistance, because mm-hmm. in the end, that's what consistency is about. There's something that like, somebody once told me there's, if you want a successful business, you need to, you need to know your numbers and you need to be able to manage your emotions.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: for me, I remember that every week, when I'm scared to, to do my podcast or don't want to do the podcast, I yeah. say to myself, this is, these are just emotions and I have to keep going.
1: Yeah, most so. definitely. I can relate because I, but what's amazing for me is that I'll, I'll wake up and I'll be like, oh man, I scheduled a podcast recording for today. I, I don't have time. The kids are sick or of course, there's always something going on. But as soon as I hit record and like this, today, I didn't feel that way. I was excited to definitely excited to to, be looking forward to having this one. Oh,
0: good.
1: Um, And I look, I do look forward to talking with all of my guests. It's just a timing thing sometimes. And, but once I sit down and start talking, it's like, and I look down an hour later, like it's, it's the hour just flew by. So that's why my, my episodes are, I'm desperately trying to get them down a little bit, but all my episodes are about an hour long, (laughs) 45 minutes to an hour. I guess it's not. They're, they're full of good stuff. So
2: the other thing that's important, and I think you demonstrate this TJ um, is it's not just consistency. It's actually people, things people want and help people. So value, mm-hmm. right? So you need to have those two things. You need to say to yourself, like, what do I want my people to get out of this? It's all about them. Mm-hmm. And I know you do this, TJ. Like you're somebody who comes from this place of like, I want, want to truly help people. Mm-hmm. right and that's why your podcast is so well received and listened to because not only are you consistent but you're actually helping people and giving value to them so i want to make sure that pe- that real estate agents especially understand it's not just consistency mm-hmm. it's actually providing value and helping the people that you're talking to in the way that they need to be educated or helped yeah. there's so many opportunities for that and it's not about what the restaurants that are opening or the movies it's about things like How to buy a house in this crazy seller's market. Yeah. No?
0: Yeah. That's good. you're
2: a buyer. Stuff like that. Or have you refinanced yet my homeowners? Mm -hmm. Because rates are going up. If you haven't refinanced, now's the time. Yeah. That's the kind of conversations that truly help your homeowners.
1: Yeah, most definitely. And that was a and that's a good point. Is that because that is a a phone call that I was excited to make to past clients. I was like, hey, have you guys been the interest rate? I just wanted to let you know like you definitely my lender loved it they loved it it was great so um I think I, I got but that's a perfect example mm-hmm.
2: that's a perfect example you weren't calling to get something out of them you were calling in that moment so that's what I'm saying like it's not that you shouldn't call it's that um you have to call to give something to them
0: mm-hmm.
2: not just call to hit them up for clients right yeah. and so what a wonderful opportunity that you had that you took to really truly add value to them hmm so, I mean, that's the way yeah. to do it, but, but not having something like that is where the, it gets weird.
1: Yeah. There was a, there was a couple of people that didn't pursue it. And I like, I got like upset. <laughs> I'm like, wait, you're missing out. I know, you gotta, right? It was hard not to like call them and pester them. Like you got to do this. <laughs> so, but yeah, the, <laughs> value, definitely providing value, consistency and adding value. That's, that's good. Cause I, I always say consistency, consistency. And it's I say that mostly talking to myself. Cause I, i struggle with it i think everybody struggles with it it's a matter of like getting over that struggle so and if and you know what if you it's a matter of forgiving yourself too if you kind of falter a little bit because if you don't forgive yourself it's you're you're just going to keep repeating it and it's not that pattern just going to be it's going to become a pattern of inconsistency so just like oh man i didn't i didn't get my podcast out on time like i could i could wallow in that and just like i'm i'm ruined like everybody's going to my, my credibility is lost or you just get back on and make sure it's on time, you know, the next week and the next week and the next week. So it's just, it's a matter of uh, forgiving yourself for sure. But yeah, consistency and then value. So I'm adding that to my, every time I say consistency, I'm going to say value now. Thank you. Okay.
2: Good. Yeah.
1: That's so true. It's kind
2: of like losing weight. It's like losing weight, right? You got to go to the Mm -hmm. gym. You got to eat healthy. You got to do that consistency. If you want a result consistently, Mm -hmm. if you want a result and if you have one bad meal, You have one bad week, right? Mm -hmm. You don't throw away everything and start eating donuts every day. Right. So it's like, just let your, forgive yourself. I overate. No big deal. Today's a new day. Mm -hmm. What do do I want to, what do I want to create for myself today?
1: Yeah, most definitely. Because that is a, um, like keeping, keeping promises to yourself is definitely a way to, to build that confidence that you can do the things that you that you can achieve your goals and you can have that consistency and when it, in those moments when you've made yourself these promises and then you don't hold the promise that can derail you completely and so that that's a component of it is like just forgive yourself and move on and, and even you know if you have a, if you eat wrong or you eat those donuts for seven days this week it's like all right i, I forgive myself the you know, monday i'm gonna get back on it and go run it and and do it instead of like spiraling down into that, into that abyss.
2: Yeah. And and again, I think that goes into managing those emotions, right? Mm -hmm. Know your numbers, manage your emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, I always like, I kind of sometimes see myself as having these two people inside me. Right. One's the one's kind of like what I call like my lazy, my lazy, Mm -hmm. she wants to like hang out on the couch, you know, watch like Bethany on HBO (laughs) and eat the donuts. Right. But then there's like this person that I call like my future self. What mm-hmm. would my future self, what would my highest self be saying? Would, you know, would, would, what would she do? Mm-hmm. And those are the moments where I'm like, okay, all right. I'll get yeah. out. I won't, I won't watch <laughs> Bethany Fine. for another hour. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. I hear you. Yeah. I think we all have that, that lazy, that ear all the time it's like it'd be so easy just to not do stuff
2: (laughs) and sometimes I indulge that person like you know I'm like yeah like on this day it's like it's lazy town let's check on in right but I'm the observer of those two people and I get to choose I'm not taking I'm not I'm not one or the other but Mm -hmm. I can make the choice of who I want to be in that moment I love that so
1: I love that. You're the observer. You're like you, you're calling the shots, but you yeah, I'm going to choose to be I'm going to choose to watch HBO Bethany all day and so binge on it cuz
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> cuz I haven't been letting lazy I do her thing.
0: <laughs> Good. Nice. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's so great. I love that. Cuz I, I say a lot, dude, don't don't stop listening to yourself and stop and start talking to yourself. And that it's kind of along the same line. Just like stop listening to the, the limiting beliefs and the, the negative thoughts that always run through your head and start telling yourself like how it is. And that's kind of along the same lines. It's like, you just, you're choosing to, to do one or the other, but it's the conscious decision. And you're not just, you know, kind of floating through life, you know, waiting for something to
2: happen. Well, yeah, totally. And I would add that I also don't wait for the noise and the lazy person to go away. Mm. like she's here with me get in the car we're going here anyway you know yeah. what I mean like <laughs> I think a lot a lot of times like until I understood this whole managing my emotions thing as mm-hmm. a successful business person I kind of was waiting for those like things to, to go away and then I thought well then I could be successful or then I could you know yeah just don't wait for those noises that come to the best of us and just expect them Like I know, every single time I want to go to the, or I should be going to the gym, I'm gonna have those little things. I never want to go to the gym, but I Mm. go anyway. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm Mm. not waiting for the moment where I'm excited to run because I'm never going to be, (laughs) but I do it anyway.
1: Yeah, I hear you. you, When you said that, get in the car. It's like I thought of my (laughs) six-year-old. It's like just get in the car. (laughs) We're going. (laughs) You're coming with me. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) Uh, you're amazing you're
2: You're amazing
1: when we talk i I just i get you energize me to really you know do the things that i that i talk about and uh, you know walk the walk i i try to anyway but you definitely inspire me to to continue down that path so if you if you're listening out there definitely check out confessions of a top producing real estate agent podcast it's it's pretty amazing there's so much good stuff in there Use the automobile university and, and play in, in between your <laughs> showings and uh, and check out Agent Grad School. So what how do we get a hold of you? The, did you go to the website the best way or
2: yeah, go to agentgradschool.com or go to the podcast. Um, and yeah, that's the best way to find out about me. Mm-hmm. And TJ, I just want to say I really appreciate having you. I, I um, love what you're doing. I I um I, I'm just I'm just really like honored to be on your podcast because I think you're doing really good stuff. Well, thank you. And yeah. um, you, you come from this like uh genuine place of truly helping people. And I think, um, I think that's, that's rare, not just in our industry, but like in the world. So I just want to say thank you for doing what you're doing and having me yeah. here. I'm really, really proud to be a part of it. So thank you.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah. I, I, thank you for saying that. I do appreciate that. And it's really, I think I've told you this before, and I'm certain I've said it on an episode or two, but it's, I was having these conversations anyway with, with people like yourself and, and, and really I'm a student of my own mind and how my mind works and trying to be better tomorrow than I was yesterday. So, um, that's where it kind of sparked from. It just, uh, I was on an episode, I was a guest on an episode of a podcast from my mentor. Um, and it just was like, wow, this is, this is the thing. This is the thing. So those conversations, I'm like, just hit record and, and put them out there in the in the stratosphere and to see who listens. So, but thank you. I, I appreciate it. Well, thank
2: you. For, kind thank words. you for doing it. It's really good. Really, really good stuff.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. So the, the agent grad school.com is that.
2: It's it's not the, so just agent
1: grad com. And I'll put the link in the show notes as well. And a link to the podcast for sure. So yeah, check it out. You'd be missing out if you didn't for sure. So Jennifer, thank you so much. It's been such a great conversation.
2: Thank you so much.